Welcome to the Juggling the Chaos of Recovery podcast, where we focus on health and wellness and overcoming all types of addictions. You're in the right place if you're a mom, dad, sibling, or caregiver who has a loved one who is or was struggling with an eating disorder or any other kind of addiction. In a time where everything seems heavy, I'm here to bring you a very real yet lighthearted take on what the heck we're all supposed to do with our lives while we care for our loved ones who are struggling. One thing holds true throughout it all. You can't juggle the chaos without smiling, at least a little bit. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I'm your host, Moira Gorski. So grateful that you're coming back to listen. And today is another episode just to myself that I wanted to share with you um, just some thoughts that I have about this time of year. Um, it is May that I'm recording this. So this is um, graduation season for high school, for middle school, for college. And I was just reminded as I saw many posts on Facebook and Instagram from people that I know whose children are the same age as my daughter, um, and they're graduating from college. And I was reminded that as much as I say my daughter's been in this journey for six years, it's now seven years, I'm realizing, because uh, she started her struggle or us really knowing about her struggle when she was in her sophomore year in high school. And uh, if all went along well, she would have, uh, and she did go to college for about five weeks and had to be uh, pulled out of that and moved into treatment. And now, again, four years later, she should have been graduating. And I was reminded of that as I saw these posts, but also another post that I saw on a uh, Facebook support group that I'm part of. And I just wanted to share today about just those feelings of how we feel like we're mourning, how we're grieving the loss of a life that we wish we had, either for ourselves or for our loved one who's struggling or for our family and those type of things. And just some some thoughts on that. So when I looked at this particular post on this uh, support group, I just, I could feel, I mean, I could feel for her. She said, Basically, she said, I feel like I'm mourning. And that that day that she was posting, it was a skate show that, um, well, they were having a dress rehearsal for a skate show. And her daughter um, is has struggling with an eating disorder. And um, she's not really able to participate in skating because of her eating disorder. And um, she wasn't going to be able to do a solo event. She wasn't able to do a group number because at that point she would have been she would have had to have been at a higher level, basically, of, you know, of the um, the skate group. And she wasn't able to do that because of her, you know, how sick she was physically. And this mom just went on and say that she was so mad and sad and she feels like she's been robbed. I mean, they and I could relate to this. They spent years and thousands of dollars dedicating their time and their money to this sport. And this was going to be her moment. And, you know, they were robbed of it because of this eating disorder that's taking over their daughter's life. And she said, I just feel sick. And she said, I feel like COVID robbed us of so many things. And this eating disorder is robbing her, her daughter, her family of so many things. And she just was talking about how angry she was, how mad she was, um, you know, and why this beast is coming into our lives and cheating us and our children of a life that it was supposed to have, and I don't know if it was supposed to have, but you know, that, that life leading things along the way. And it really made me think of, 
again, of my daughter's journey and how long it's been going on. And I remember, I may have shared this at another podcast, but I remember there was a time that I was in counseling with a particular therapist and I had, I know I've shared this, um, I was going on a housewalk in our town and we have beautiful homes on some of the areas of our town, these beautiful large home. And it was a fundraiser for I think one of the, I think the show choir group in town. At any rate, it was beautiful. We went through, we walked through the homes with some friends and um, I saw other moms there that I knew. I saw other kids that I knew. I saw moms and their daughters, you know, going through um, and enjoying the housewalk together or they, maybe the kids who are my daughter's age were participating in like staffing the houses because they were part of show choir um, or whatever the fundraiser was f- for. And again, it was really, it was a lovely day. But as I got into that, into my car to leave, I just had this overwhelming feeling of sadness. And I remember starting to cry and I really didn't know what it was all about. And I brought it up to my therapist when I saw her next. And I, and she said, you know, when I said, you know, that everybody that I was looking at seemed like they had such a happy life and everything was great. And of course, she reminded me that, just the outside doesn't always match the inside. Yet there is this point that we grieve and we mourn for a life that we wish it was. And that's really what I was going through was thinking, you know, my daughter should be here, but she's not. She's struggling with an eating disorder and she's in treatment and we're missing out. And it's a missing out on a time that really we can't get back ever. You know, there won't be that time junior year that we can go on a housewalk in our town together. I mean, it just, there'll be plenty of things that we can plan together. And quite honestly, when I speak with my daughter about things that she misses and that we miss together, I said, let's not think back on all of that. Let's think forward to your next birthday, the next holiday, the next uh, family vacation, and what that's going to be like when you can conquer this disorder and be present with us and be back with us. Um, and I think this is something definitely that so many of us go through when we have people around us, either our children, our spouses, our friends that are suffering and just wrapped up in some type of disorder, um, some type of addiction, they're missing out. And a lot of times we're missing out because we are involved with them. We're part of their family. We're their their friends group. And we are missing out because of this just awful disorder that has taken over and taken hold of our loved one. And it's just so hard. It's really so hard to be a part of and sometimes to just go go through it. And I'm reminded as I, you know, thought back onto that therapy session, and I'm reminded to about to some of the 12 step, uh, like Al-Anon meetings that I've gone to, and we talk about the different steps. And I'm not an expert on all of that. But I do get something from every meeting that I go to. And it's really provided some wonderful support for me. And I really recommend that for anybody that has anybody that's struggling with it doesn't have to just be alcohol, it can be an eating disorder drugs, other types of addictions. These Al-Anon programs really help us know how to take care of ourselves during this time when our loved ones are struggling. And so I was just reminded of some of the things that we've talked about in those meetings and just having the, I think it's step 11 that talks about, you sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understand him, praying only for the knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. You know, so many times I have thought about 
again, I've been praying, I've been meditating and just praying for healing of my daughter. And I'm kind of saying it on my terms, you know, I want, I want it to happen at this time and in this way, and I want it to look this way. And really, the fact is, we're not in control of that. And really, God is in the one is the one that's in control of that. But us praying for but praying for healing, there's nothing wrong with that, but praying for that healing and in God's time and just the praying for them, uh, the praying for us. It's really, you know, the prayer and meditation is a way that we can connect with, you know, the God of our understanding. Um, and we use it for spiritual connection. And it can really mean different things to different people. Um, but the fact is that you're taking time to be quiet, to really set aside time to th- listen to your thoughts. And many times there's thoughts that you have that I believe are signs from God. Um, certainly the God of my understanding, signs and thoughts from God to help me along those way, along the way. Um, and again, it looks different for, for different people. I mean, sometimes people repeat certain mantras when they pray. Sometimes um, when they do breathing exercises, even if it's breathing in and breathing out, they'll say, you know, breathe in peace, breathe out fear, or breathe in healing, breathe out uh, illness or something like that. Um, but really in prayer and meditation, I mean, the common goal really is to have that connection with God and to have that spiritual connection uh, and just really being in touch. And because I'm, you know, again, sharing my experiences that when I don't do that, I do feel disconnected. I do feel less hopeful when I don't take that time to pray and to meditate and to take that quiet time to connect with, again, in my God and um, and my God of my understanding. Many times, you know, there's been, you know, frantic prayers. There's been just, again, crying prayers and things like that. Like, please, please help my daughter. I've shared that before here. And although there's nothing wrong with that, I'm not saying that there is anything wrong with that because prayer is so important. But I've learned, again, over time that I'm not in control over the timing of things. I mean, God does want to hear from us. God does want to connect with us. And he wants us to pray and he wants us to um, come to him and ask for that guidance. And he will, you know, he will for sure give that to us if we ask for that. But I think, again, the most important thing is to have that understanding that we're just not in control. And, you know, I'm a recovering codependent, I'll say that. And I really have know that I've given up some of that control again. And when I I do better, when I loosen up the control of the grips of my life and how I want things to be, you know, when you're a mom and your kids are little, you know, you have a lot of control of what they do. I mean, you're telling them what to eat. We're going to go here. I'm going to sign you up for this class. This is when you're going to bed. I mean, we have that, you know, we can do that. And as our kids get older and they start to make the choices for themselves, we can't, we don't have 
right? As much control over that, um, even though we would like to, right? And it's best if we surrender, you know, be that good authority to say this is and put those boundaries down and be a bumper. I've talked about that before to be a living example and to be a, a bumper that people can bump up against, our kids can bump up against, against, um, and see that living example, but we just can't control them because it really doesn't work that way. And with God, it's the same thing. If we're giving the him demands and saying, you know what, I want this to happen by now, and I just really need this to happen, it's really not going to happen. I mean, that's our will, and God gives us what we want, but it's not always in the time frame that, um, that we want. I mean, our experience really shows us that, you know, when it's our will— and that's what we want, it really often gives us, gets into trouble. And it leads to what? It leads to disappointment in the end. And I just, it's, again, it couldn't be more evident now. Again, it's, it's a real grief. It is a grieving. It's another grieving time for me when I look at not being able to support my daughter right now, supporting from, uh, graduating from college. I know there will be a day if she chooses, as she continues to recover, if she goes, chooses to go to college, there will be another opportunity for us to support her in her schooling and what she wants to do and graduating and all that. So there will be another time. Yet this is when it was kind of supposed to happen, right? And we're missing out. And I do feel at times that we're being we're being robbed of that. I mean, she's being robbed of that. And she deserves a life better than what she has. Being just strangled by this eating disorder. She deserves better. So do any so does anybody that's wrapped up in the throes of an eating disorder or addiction. They deserve a better life than that. And I know that there will be a time that we can celebrate. We can be together. We can Um, go on vacation together. We can celebrate a birthday together. We can celebrate holidays together. Big milestones like this, like graduations. She'll be missing out on her brother's graduation that's happening this, um, this Saturday. It's sad. It makes me sad. And yet, what has really helped me through, and I want to come through on this podcast of sharing, that I hope you can hear is that Yes, these are the realities of the things that it's, it's okay to feel those emotions, because it's, it's happening. I mean, it happens. That's the reality of what's going on. And yet, how can we get through it? It is that acceptance. And it's that relying on God and really in our weakest moments and when our power, when we feel so powerless, that's when God wants us to rely on him and to just take time to pray, take time to be quiet, take time, I believe, to just to be grateful for what we do have. And Yes, to pray for healing, to pray for guidance, to pray for that child or that person that's struggling, but also pray for ourselves so that we can have that peace. Because when we do that and when we rely on God and leave it in his hands, we can live happy and fulfilled lives. I mean, trust me, there's been plenty of times that I've walked outside and I look up in the sky and say, you take her, (laughs) you take him. Like, I just don't know what to do anymore. And it's that just kind of not giving up because I'll never, I'll never give up on my children um, or a life that I would love for them to have. But I know that, again, I don't have control over that. And in order for me to have peace and to be able to sleep at night is the best thing for me to do is to take care of myself and to, again, give up that control and say, it's not my way, but it's your way. God, and I'm going to let you take this, and I'm going to trust that 
this process is the way that you had intended, even though I don't understand, right? I don't even understand why. I was talking with my daughter the other day uh, before the weekend. I, she was saying, you don't, I said, and she said, you don't understand. I said, no, I don't. I really don't understand because a logical me tells me that when you say this is what's happening and this is what's not happening, then do this and do this. Like logical me is like, say that and do that. And yet it doesn't always work that way, right? It's it's not that I, I just don't understand it. I've been through an eating disorder myself, so I understand the struggles and I understand the struggle of control. And when our life feels like out of control, that we tend to, this is something that we can hold on to, uh, to control. And we can use our disorders and our addictions and things like that to numb out the pain that we feel inside. So I get that. I've been there, but on and on and on year after year and year and not seemingly accepting the help and, and giving up that control I mean, giving up that control is exactly what needs to be done in order to live a life that you want to live. Um, it It's not always easy. It ain't easy all the time. Um, and many times I hear people say, well, it's hard and it's hard. Well, yeah, you know what? Life isn't 100% easy all the time. And if it was, we wouldn't even really be able to enjoy it, I don't think. You know, we have to have those highs and lows. But the important thing is how do we deal with things that come our way if it's a disappointment like this mother shared on this support group? I'm so glad for that support group because that's exactly what it's for. Sometimes we just kind of rant and say, oh, my gosh, I feel awful. This is what's going on. Please, can anybody else relate to this? And we're there to support each other. So support, you know, finding support for ourselves during these difficult times is really of utmost importance. And so that can be a support group. It can be friends. Um, And most importantly, it can be God, the God of your understanding, spiritual, you know, a spiritual connection just connecting and taking time every day to do some praying, to do some meditation. And really, you know, what I've learned from a couple of people is just light and love, light and love and healing to Anna, light and love to, you know, light and love and healing to this person, that person. Um, Just saying that I'm sending light and love and healing to this person. I'm sending light and love and healing to myself. Um, It is difficult times. And this navigating through these addictions and disorders and these challenges in life are difficult. And I just, I wanted to give light to that today and bring that up again and just and make that statement because I think there might be some of you that are going through that at this particular time of the year. Again, it's a time, this is May, it's a time of great celebration and great endings and great beginnings. And there may be some of you out there feeling like, yeah, but you know what? I can't even enjoy it because this sucks. <laughs> so I'm here to say, yep, it does. It does. And there are days that, again, I've said before, uh, yeah, you're really strong. I I don't really want to be strong some days when I feel so, so broken up inside and so sad inside. And yet the things that get me through are my prayer time, my meditation time, my time with friends. It is getting, it's so beautiful out now. It's time to get outside and do some walking, do some connecting with nature, connecting with your friends and connecting with that God who really never leaves you um, and is always there. And yet that acceptance that we have, that it's good for us to take that it's in their time and saying, yes, I trust you, Lord. I trust you, Jesus, and whatever this is. And thank you for being there for me. 
and taking care of me, taking care of my daughter and things like that. It's so, that's how we can really in our weakest moments, when we feel powerless, that's really the time to rely on God because we can live a happy and fulfilled life filled with joy. Um, uh, Really, there is that opportunity. So that's my quick message for today. And again, learning that Yes, there, when there are those struggling around us, it's difficult. It's difficult to watch. I think one of the best things I've learned is to get off that roller coaster. Not get off the roller coaster and leave, but get off that roller coaster to be so connected with that disorder and struggle of that other person. Get off the roller coaster, say, I'm here to support you, and yet I'm going to take care of myself first. I'm going to put myself first. I'm going to take care of myself going to do some self-care. I'm going to do some prayer and meditation. I'm here to talk to you, but, you know, and then be a part of your life and support you. But I need to get off that because as I shared with a friend today that I was walking with, you know, I'll never give up hope for recovery because I know it's possible, but there's a difference between hope and expectations. I mean, there's so many times that I heard positive things that were happening with my daughter with treatment. And I had that expectation that, oh, things are going great. And so I just felt better. And I shared that with others. The next time I talked to her, it wasn't good. And then it's down that roller coaster, right up the roller coaster of feeling really good. And then down again, when the struggles happened again. And that was so difficult to deal with on such a regular basis. So that idea of getting off the roller coaster, still having hope, but the expectation that it's going to happen in my terms when I really want it to, I have to give up that expectation. And I do have that belief, and I've shared it with my daughter many times, even this last weekend, when she said, but what if I can't recover? I'm like, but you can. (laughs) I mean, you can. Many people have. You can. I believe in that. You know, perhaps you need to believe in that. So I don't have, I never give up that hope that she can recover, but it's that expectation that it's going to happen exactly tied up in a beautiful bow the way that I want it to happen. And even the way that she wants it to happen. No, it's not going to happen. But having that hope, having that prayer, that's what I grab onto. So again, in this time of struggle, struggle, it has been, somebody shared with me last night, another article about how eating disorders is on the rise. I think it's, I don't know if it said it doubled, but I mean, it's just on the rise at this particular time because of we're at the end of COVID here, if you would. And um, it has just been a struggle. So if you're struggling, if those around you are struggling, get the help that you need. There are support lines. There are churches. There are friends. You can always reach out to me. I have people reach out to me all the time just asking for you know, a kind word or a prayer or support, I'm happy, again, to support you in that. But get the help that you need. And don't be afraid to do that. Don't be afraid to ask for help. And don't be afraid to get the help for your loved one and to ask the questions of them. Again, one of my friends asked me the other day, I think my niece might be struggling. What do I do? I said, you know what? You go be a good aunt and you go be a good friend and say, hey, let's go for a walk. Let's go out for lunch. And then ask them questions like, how are you doing? Like, I want to let you know if anything, you know, if you're struggling with anything, I'm here to talk to. They may not share with you that day. That's what I told her. But they know, like you open that door and that door is open for them to reach out to you whenever they feel like you might need it um, or they whenever they feel they need it, they know that you're a safe place to go to. So again, don't be afraid to ask for help for yourself. Get that help for others. Reach out to others and just tell them how much you care for them. That kind word can go a long ways. So I finish up today by just saying, 
Again, there are times that we grieve. There's times that we mourn. Um, Take care of yourself. Find yourself in prayer and meditation. It can get you a long way. Don't forget, again, to ask for help. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for continuing to share this podcast and listen to it yourself. It means so much to me. I just want to continue to share the stories of hope, that there is hope out there for a for a life that's full of joy and happiness and really true purpose. There's a place for that. And as we continue to support each other and hold space for each other to live our great lives, it can be a wonderful life. So thanks for listening, everybody. We'll catch you next time. Take care. Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, head over to iTunes and leave me a five-star review. Share it with others and make sure you hit the subscribe button so you don't miss a thing. I've got a tribe over on Facebook, so head over there and search for Juggling the Chaos of Recovery Podcast Tribe. And do you know somebody who has a story, a story to share, a story of recovery and hope? Please let me know as I'd love to feature them as a guest on one of these next upcoming podcasts. And perhaps you're looking for a community of like-minded, collaborative, and supportive people who cheer each other on as we strive to improve our lives. If that sounds like something you've been looking for, schedule some time with me. You'll find the links in the show notes. Let's talk and let me help you find your way. And I'm here to tell you that you're worth it.